1: The definition of joy is a calm delight. We'll take a look at where to find this joy next. Join us. A calm delight. Could you imagine living that out the rest of your life? Living out a a calm delight? It is possible we can experience the joy of Christ and His rest. As believers in Christ, that's part of our lot in life. That's our heritage. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're picking up where we left off last time, looking at the joy of his rest, Jesus' rest. It's found here in Matthew 11, verses 25 through 30. Join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast.
2: Church over here competing with that church over there. This person in ministry competing with that person in ministry. And then, the next, you know, it's all on Instagram and Facebook and it's who can, who, who did the most this week? That's why a lot of times people come to me and say, Pastor, me." don't put every, you know, I don't, listen. I'm not, I'm not involved. I'm not, I'm just trying to do my job and then get up out of here when the clouds open. Come on now. I have an amen. I'm not. What y'all doing over there? Praise the Lord, man. Y'all need help. Y'all want us to pray for you? Yes. Praise the Lord. I'm there for you. But I'm not going to be going all around and then putting everything on Facebook, Twitter, this, that, and the other, trying to keep up with who did it. Man, we got 10,000 saved this week. We got 2,000. Oh, man, we got y'all this week. We Come on, man. People become driven instead of being led. Can I have an Amen. Number two, got to take the Lord's yoke. If you want to enter into His rest, then you have to get yoked to the Lord. You have to get yoked to the Lord. I have to stay yoked to the Lord. And then he says this. He says in verse verse 29, take my yoke upon you. He says, and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, learn from me. That's number three. I come to the Lord. I take His yoke and I start learning. I'm learning from the Lord. I'm understanding His way of doing things. This helps to give me a rest, an internal rest within my spirit and in my soul. As I learn to... Come to Jesus, take His yoke, and then I learn. Lord, I don't know everything about life. I don't know everything about being a husband. I don't know everything about pastoring a church. I don't know everything about being a father. I don't know everything about this job. I need help. I, I want to learn from you. Teach me. This Bible will tell you about everything that you need to know concerning godliness righteousness life this bible when you learn and sit before the lord he will tell you about your past this word will tell you about your present and it'll give you glimpses into your future when we start to get before the lord he'll speak to us and he'll teach us about things he'll teach us about things that we need to know but unfortunately we don't take enough time to say god teach me how to be a woman of god Teach me how to be a man of God. Teach me how to be a good employee. How can I be an employee that you would want to hire and bless, Lord? Teach me how to be a good employee. Teach me how to be a good father. So many people have, have and, and mother, so many people have grown up in dysfunction. That dysfunction is just giving away to more dysfunction. Dysfunction. And we're just breeding dysfunction. Somebody has to stop in the, in the family and say, I'm breaking that curse today. That curse is broken today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that, that teaches my young people, my, young, my children, how to be fathers, how to be mothers, how to be good friends. And, and, and what happens is, but what we do is we think we know it all. People come to church and they think they're doing Jesus a favor. (laughs) I'm going to help this church out. I'm going to give them a few bucks here and there. And, you know, God knows, you know, I've been a blessing. Come on, man. You owe God that. Can I have an amen? You owe God that. God to lift a man up and God to chop a man down so fast. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stay humble, stay humble, stay humble. But we learn. Are you a learner? Am I a learner? Do we stop and say, Pastor, I want to learn about every, everything I need. I know God through his word is going to teach me, Jesus, I want to learn from you. And as I'm learning from you, I understand that you are gentle and lowly in heart. And in you, Lord Jesus, I can find rest I can find rest for my soul. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 3. And we're going to close this out by reading a passage of Scripture that I teach on often when it comes to finding an internal rest. And in this chapter, you see a great picture of the children of Israel being delivered from Egyptian captivity and God bringing them to a place where he, He wanted them to experience this rest that He's talking about. Which, which wasn't just a day. It was a lifestyle. The Sabbath is a lifestyle. It's a, it's a place that we get to in our life of internal rest. When we cease from our striving within and we come to a place of yielding. And there's a peace that's associated with this. And these scriptures, Matthew chapter 11 and Hebrews 3, really work together to paint the total picture. Hebrews chapter 3 Let's look at verse 16. Now this is referencing the children of Israel and Jesus bringing them out of Moses bringing them out of Egyptian captivity. Look what it says. He says in verse 16, for who having heard rebelled? Indeed was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not what? Obey. He said, so we see that they could not enter in to this rest because of what? Unbelief. So, and and I've taught this before. Anytime you have disobedience, you have unbelief. He says in verse 18, he says, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter into his rest, but to those who did not obey? And then he says, so we see that they could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. So when we have have disobedience, at some point in time you have unbelief. Unbelief and disobedience are tied together. This is how God... What he's showing us here in the scripture, this is how he sees it. We have disobedience, we have unbelief. If we have unbelief, we have disobedience. You cannot have obedience and have unbelief working at the same time in its purest form, in its purest form, according to the word of God. So he sees us, and this is what happens with us. God's trying to give us an eternal rest, but we're stressed, we're pressure, we got all this stuff going on in our life, and there's no peace within us because at some point in time, we're choosing not to do what Jesus is asking us to do. And this is what starts to cause the uneasiness and the anxiety and all those things within. Because at some point in time, I'm trying to do my own thing, but now God's grace is not there to empower me to do it. Now i got to try to get it done in my own strength. Amen. And how many know we run out of gas? But God doesn't run out of gas. When we're doing His will, He empowers us and there's a strength that kicks in that keeps us going. And so when I see people say, oh, I'm just burning, I, I can't. Sometimes I stop and I say, well, are you doing this in your own strength? Or are you doing this with the Lord? Now, you're going to work for God and you're going to be tired. God will work you. But He'll also refresh you. If you're in His rest, He'll refresh you. If you enter into that rest, He'll refresh you. The children of Israel came out of Egyptian captivity. They're walking with the God of the universe. He has a great purpose and plan for their lives that went far beyond just them. 450 430 years before that he had made a promise to abraham all this great stuff and they're journeying with god and it says that he's angry with them because they sinned and they disobeyed and it's all tied to their unbelief do you believe god with your future do you believe god do you believe that all things work together for your good do you believe that God is going to cause all things to fall in my favor as I stay obedient? Yes. Do you do you believe that you have the favor of God on your life? Yes. Amen. This is this is what we have to get that fixed and settled. That our belief causes us to obey. Our belief is tied is tied to our to to our obedience abraham believed god and he went and he went to go sacrifice his son on the altar he was willing to obe- be obedient moses believed god and he goes into pharaoh with a stick in his hand and his brother at his side to say let my people go he didn't just say i believe god and start doing his own thing he said i believe god and i'm gonna show you i believe god by being obedient to what god just asked me to do And this is how this works. But some people just think, well, I believe God. Just because you confessed it doesn't mean that you believe it. It's not until your faith starts working together with your works or your acts of obedience that you truly show that you're willing to do what God's asking you to do and that you're in that position of faith. Whatever God asks me to do, I'll do it. A lot of people can talk a good game. But will they step out? And start walking out their faith. Well the Bible says here in verse 19. See we see that they could not enter in. Because of unbelief. And their unbelief was tied to their disobedience. Look what it says in verse 1 of chapter 4. He says therefore since a promise remains of entering his rest. Let us fear. Lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us. As well as to them, the children of Israel. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in those who heard it. For we have believed who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. He says, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of what? this." Again, he designated a certain day saying in David today, after such a long time as it has been said today. Now, listen to me, saints today. If you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Look at verse eight. This is powerful. He says, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. See, they thought the promised land was the fulfillment of the rest. The writer of Hebrews Hebrews is saying, the Sabbath isn't just a day. It's a lifestyle. If Joshua entering them into the promised land would have been the fulfillment of the rest, then he would not have spoken of another day. Verse 8, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Verse 9, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. What he's saying is, is this. There's a place that we get to where when it comes to our works and this is what I mean by this in our striving and our making it happen and in our, in our drivenness that there's a place where we cease and we're doing work but we're doing it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and we're yielding and submitting to God's desires. Jesus worked Three and a half years, he's healing the sick. He's casting out devils. He's walking the streets of Jerusalem. He's doing all kinds of work. They had tried to throng him. They had people all around him. He had to have security, if you will, with his disciples to protect him because people were just trying to claw at him and get at his robe and touch him in some way because they wanted something. Three days, people followed him. Into the wilderness. They didn't have any food. They didn't have anything to drink. He had to provide a miracle. And Jesus is walking through the desert. The hills. Parched land. He's going and he's working. And he's working and he's working. Then he stops and he says, My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work and and you see that in the midst of it jesus he's not getting weaker but as he's submitting himself to the father he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger and he said i'll always do those things that please my father he says as i hear i speak what is he he's a yielded vessel in the hand of his father His father can take him here and take him there and use him in various ways. And Jesus is being empowered through his obedience to God. And he ceased from his own work. That's what I mean. He ceased from his own works. He's doing his work. He's doing the father's will. He's not doing what he wants. He's not not at odds with the father, wrestling with the father all the time over, over what should be done. He's not striving trying to keep up in the rat race of who's doing this and who's doing that. He's just accomplishing his task in the earth. There is pain associated with it, but there was God associated with it. There's pressure associated with it, but his father's hand was on him at all times. And he was shielded. And so people are not finding rest inside of them because they're continually wrestling with God. There's a fight going on within us. There's two nations that are warring on the inside. One nation's got to die. Somebody's got to surrender. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be God. And, when, and so what he's saying here, and I love the writer of Hebrews, he's saying, a day is good, but a lifestyle is better. A time for you to kick up your feet and relax at your house it's good but you can kick up your feet and relax at your house if you don't have this rest that he's talking about right here you're still going to get up heavy laden and full of pressure and full of worry and your hair is going to start falling out but if you can if you can just just imagine if we can kick our feet up and our soul is at peace what you worried about nothing Jesus said for me to cast all my care upon him, for he cares for me. He said for me to be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, let my request be made known unto God. And I'm going to leave it at that in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? That's when you get to a place of peace that God I'm entering into. And this may not take a day. It may take a month. It may take six months. It may take a year. It may take two years. Where you just finally get to a place where you just surrendered. God have your way. And there's a peace about you. And people get around you and they say, man, you just, you're not worried about nothing. I mean, I can't handle it. We're going through all this stuff with this building. So I'm going to sleep, man. Because I don't know, I mean, God, I mean, I didn't call myself. Can I have an Amen. So Lord, give me some wisdom. Help me fix all this stuff. We get it, and and voila, we up in here praising the Lord. And I didn't fall out and pass out. We we learn to yield to God. We learn, and there's a peace that's associated with it. He says in verse ten, and we're going to close. For if he, for he who has entered his rest, has himself also ceased from his work as God did from His. I'm done. I give up. I'm through. Have your way. Teach me how to do it your way, Lord. Teach me how to do it there. Where you want me to work at, Lord? Where you want me to live? Who do you want me to marry? How you want me to raise these kids? Show me in your word how I do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just like you said. How do, you, how do I do this? Okay, and then strengthen me. Okay, you're going to help me, right? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do this. Show me how to do this, Lord. And when you start to get into that place, it's not that you don't care. It's just that you've taken your cares and given them to Jesus. And we learn the rest. Father, we come before you today. And I just sense a peace coming over this room right now. Father, the sabbath is a lifestyle you've shown us through hebrews chapter 3 and hebrews chapter 4 and you said in matthew chapter 11 for us to take your yoke upon us and we and to learn from you and you'll give us rest for our souls not just for our body it's just not our physical body that needs rest it's our soul we need quietness within we need peace within Lord, our disobedience, our unbelief is what's is hindering us. It's causing and it's helping to cause fear and anxiety and stress and worry. You told us in the book of Matthew also not to worry. You said not to worry, God. That if you take care of the sparrow and you fashion and form the lily, we are way more valuable than a sparrow or a lily you've said this in your word and lord i just pray that the peace of god that surpasses all understanding would guard our hearts and our minds in christ jesus that we would have a peace that surpasses all understanding our mind can't even totally fathom it and figure it out but we're at peace within lord help us to be people in the midst of the culture that are people of rest We don't panic. We don't flip out. We're not not looking at what's going on in the world and, and, and we and despair comes over us. We are the people of God. You said that there remains a rest for the people of God. That's what you said in the book of Hebrews. That there remains a rest for the people of God. It's a different kind of rest. It's not that the world, it's a peace. It's not that the the kind of peace that the world gives. It's the peace that you give. It's an internal peace. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that we'd enter into this kind of lifestyle. Doesn't mean that we don't have to attack issues and deal with issues. But we can cast out a demon. We can heal the sick. We can do what you did, Jesus, and do it in a peaceful state. There's nowhere in the Bible, Jesus, where you were panicking when dealing with human issues and problems. You dealt with it as you had rest within you. You weren't doing your own will. You were doing the will of the Father. Father, help us to do this. Give us this. Help us to cease from our own works and embrace embrace your works what you want to be done on this earth you reward us and bless us and we get to enjoy it all but Lord forgive us for unbelief for worry for anxiety Lord forgive us for unbelief worry anxiety Help us to walk by faith.
1: A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address